There it is. I have expected to see the, like the Florida A and M marching band come come through with that intro. Hey, everybody! It's Friday. Congratulations! You made it through another week. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper. That's right, the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. I'm your co-host, I'm your co-host Scott Rachel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. Senior handicapper, that's right. And together, we do this every single day, a little thing we call heading back to the window with Scott and Scott, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Of course, you already knew that because you're here. So there you go. Welcome aboard, everybody. Nathan Sierna in the house. What's up, Nate? Good to see you. And, uh, of course, don't forget, guys, we're going to be doing our NASCAR show uh, right after this. Should be, if everything goes correctly, it should be us and Chris King. So pretty excited about that. We'll review last week's stats, how we all did in the Daytona, and talking about uh, heading to California to race at Fontana. So uh, uh, just got done talking to Jim and Chris. Yep, yep. I know Nate's, uh, every time I see Nathan, uh, I, see, I see Nathan over there every time I watch uh, Jim and Chris. I'm telling you, if you're not watching that show, you're leaving money on the table. I'm gonna, I'm going to... I'm going to start playing his parlays. Of course, I'm going to... He, dude, he hit, he hit two eight-teamers this week. Two. Two eight-teamers. That's, that's... It's no bullshit. I mean, it's not... It's not like some dude on Twitter going, hey, I hit this game. You know, you see all this shit, and you're like, no. You can go back and listen to the show the day of the game. It's two eight-teamers. That's just phenomenal to me. So, yeah. it's uh, Yeah, listen to Chris King and Jim. That's what I'm saying to you. Hey, David Good in the house. What's up down there in Phoenix, David? It's... uh. Little what is it February? So what ninety five degrees down there? <laughs> little, little winter time. Happy Friday to TL. You too. Uh, love the NASCAR show. Well, excellent news for you, sir. We're going to be doing it again. So Jacob Houston, happy Friday. Absolutely. Um, so uh, very good, very good, everybody. And uh, who else is here? Oh, James Mounts. Good to see James here. Of course, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Very important, of course. And uh, there'll be there'll be severe consequences because if you don't. William and Mary is going to play Evansville, best two out of three, and we're all going to be forced to watch. It's going to be the only thing on all the sports televisions, uh, on all the sports channels. So, <laughs> God, give me the over. Give me the over. That's what I'm taking there. And that's, a, hot, that's a bit of a hot take, taking the over between those two teams. Yeah, no shit. I'm, I don't know how many games. That may take all three games to get over the total there. And, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, check out, check out the deal what we got with our partner over there at MGM. Bet MGM, it is a fantastic deal, of course. Uh, still doing the NBA thing. You bet $10 on any NBA game. If anyone makes a three-pointer, either team, referee, popcorn vendor, doesn't matter. If they sink it from beyond the arc, boom, you're getting 200 bucks cash money right in your account. And, of course, if you want to make that first bet for all new subscribers to the MGM sports betting service, all you have to do is uh, deposit at least 10 bucks, and then you can receive up to a $1,000 free bet. You make that first bet. If you win, you win. You make the money. It's all good. If you lose, they make it good. It's like uh, it's like you just ran out on your bookie. It's like you made that big bet and said, you know what? I'm going to move. I'm like you're, you're moving that weekend. You make that $10,000 bet or that $1,000 bet on Friday. It loses, and you're just you're out of town. So it's, it's like that, only without the guilt. So, yeah, check that out. Of course. All the information is in the show box. It is, of course, uh, in play only in the states where BetMGM is. You must be 21, of course. And if you have any problems with problem gambling, please seek help. So there you go, Scott. How'd your day go yesterday? Uh, not too well. I had the farm play parlayed with my play of the day, except 
the over 234 and a half in the Bulls game was dead after the first quarter. You mm-hmm. 43 points. I ended up taking a live one on the over at 220 and a half. And I parlayed that with Warriors minus nine and a half. Ooh. And the game landed 220. Should have saved one of those Warriors points for the Chicago game. Of course, I felt I felt the same way. I pushed on the Bulls game. So I had to, and I had Boston team total over 110. So that was solid. My God, the Nets are bad right now. Hold him. I, I went for the parlay with the live line. I saw 220, and I'm doing the math in my head. It's like, all right, 60 points around a quarter. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then I needed uh, one point in the final, like, five seconds. Atlanta called the timeout, advanced at the half court. I'm like, all right, maybe they'll get something. Gallinari fadeaway jumper was not what I had in mind. And Oof. that ended up missing, of course, and I lost by a hook. So, yeah, I didn't exactly have a great day yesterday. Sorry, man. Uh, Nathan Cerner City only cashed five and a half units last night. UCLA screwed me out of a 10 additional units. Yikes. Uh, David Good com- uh, complaining about it's only 55 in Phoenix. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. It's uh, 12 here. So. It snowed here yesterday. So uh, Yeah, so you're not you're getting no sympathy, buddy. Uh, Jacob yeah. Houston been crushing it with tennis today. 3-0 today at ATP Santiago. Nathan Cerner shouting out the Marionville. Yeah, and Marionville. Neither one of them are good. Um, Brandon Kubas talking about uh, UFC picks. What do you think of those, Scott? Uh, I have, I'm going to go through the card later. I'm oh. actually going to do a video. All right. Uh, so I, I, there's a couple of plays I'm looking into. I think my favorite play right now, I still have to go through the rest of the card. But for the main event, I got Makashev by submission. Mm. Because, duh, why wouldn't I have him by submission? Come on. I mean... Makachev no against Bobby Green on short on on short notice. Oh, yeah, come on. I'm, oh, I'm taking I'm taking day. him by submission all day. Oh, cash that. Just fucking bet that. Fucking Bobby Green. Makachev hey. is Khabib's pupil. How am I not supposed to? Of take course, him? if he's he's hooked you up. You at least with... know who Khabib is, so <laughs> he's That's hooked what I'm up. Like I know I know you're pretending. <laughs> you you at least know who you always know who Khabib is. So. Makachev, write that shit down. I mean, you have to look up how to spell it, but just do it. Uh, Nadal over not to, uh, over Medvedev last uh, tonight uh, plus one fifteen. I actually like Medvedev tonight. Okay, and I know of course the game after theory because I lost money on Medvedev beating Nadal in the final, so he has to roll through him in Mexico later today. But Nadal has been—I can't really describe his tournament so far because he hasn't dropped any sets, but he's randomly made some matches more difficult than they need to be. Like, he was against Tommy Paul yesterday. Fuck he won heck. the first set 6 nothing, yeah. And you just think he's going to roll. Yeah. Well, Tommy and Paul, come on. And the next thing you know, it's 7-6 second set. He won, but it randomly went to a breaker. Kozlov randomly won a couple of games after losing the first set. Kozlov? Are you kidding? Kozlov? After Is he still playing? Day. After the cramp day. I couldn't oh. believe it myself. Oh, Medvedev fuck. I wrote him off after the cramps. Medvedev has just been killing people. So, I'm going to go with Medvedev. It might go 3 but I don't know. It seems like Nadal's stamina has been in question a little bit with the humidity in this tournament. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think Medvedev wins. Sure. Okay. Get behind that. Big X. And I just I have to say hi to Big X because I like doing that. Big X. It reminds me of Dante Hall, the X Factor. It was a hell, I still remember that juke move on Denver. It was one of the best moves of all time. Oh, yeah. There was so there was so many blocks, illegal blocks on that play. But it was a, such a great run back from like the five. Bronco Devil wants to know if I got my case of crabs. Yeah, dude, I'm good. Um, still a little bit of pain, but I'm all right. It's cool. Uh, Summer Sweat. Skeleton Nets lineup is the gift that keeps on giving. Boy, that's no shit. They are not good. Not good, buddy. 
what's wrong with your Nets? <laughs> Everyone's injured. I mean, I don't really know what there is to say. It was a spot where it was deja vu all over again. Because you had TNT, primetime, Celtics against a G, a G League team. And shocker, the Celtics coasted to a nice double-digit how did Tulsa? I mean, how did Tulsa do? <laughs> they should have flexed it. I mean, I made a joke on a podcast I was on yesterday that the NBA is probably praying they could flex to the Pistons-Cavs game just because they have some new blood that they can show. And that was actually a three-point game. But, I mean, there's nothing to say about the Nets. I mean, you're missing Durant. You're missing Kyrie for home games. Simmons isn't going to play for a couple of weeks. What are you supposed to do? You're screwed. You're supposed to lose. I expect yeah, you to. It. I expect you to lose, Mister Bond. How about Miami, New York? You want to lay six uh, to the Knicks at home? I mean, it was four and a half earlier, but the Knicks are terrible. Uh, unfortunately, we need a moment of silence for the game because the Knicks officially announced that Kemba's season is over. Yep. So we can no longer bet the player prop unders, which is a damn shame. That was a hell of a run that we had there. And uh, yeah, that was kind of a, a little kept secret there. His season was over in November, really. But... I, I found it midway through the year, but I, um, I believe I, I mentioned it and then it cashed in like seven straight games after that. Like it was a nice run. Yeah, that was the it was the but Presbyterian. As, it was the Presbyterian of the NBA. As for the game, I got to go with Miami. I mean, the Knicks are terrible. I feel like if you want to take the Knicks, take first half. Because in order to blow a 20-point lead, you have to have a 20-point lead. Yeah. And the Knicks have been a pretty good first-half team. They're just awful for the full 48. I like Miami in the game. I like the under. If you want to look at a player prop, though, I am curious about quickly for the Knicks. Because since, of course, Walker's no longer playing and he was getting about 20 minutes per game, somebody's got to get those minutes at the point guard position. Yeah. And the fact that Kemba's been the one that's ruled out makes me believe that they're, they might be embracing a slight youth movement here in New York for the final 20-something games. Sure. So I don't mind quickly over in points. If he gets an uptick of around seven extra minutes and he's still around ten and a half, like nine and a half, something like that, I think there's some value on the over. Okay, solid. Um, yeah, it's, it's got to be Miami or pass. This Knicks team is just playing so bad right now. I, lo- I love this. Uh, Peter Wolf says... Uh, to me, he said, you're not allowed to have so much as a McDonald's filet of fish. Do not trust the Gorton's fisherman. Uh, <laughs> he pimp out Dorian Nemo to make a buck. <laughs> the Gorton's fisherman does look a little sketchy. He looks a lot like the guy, and I know what you, I, you did last summer. Looks like he's just missing the hook. So, um, yeah, very good. Thanks, thanks, Peter. I, I appreciate it. OKC plus six and a half. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I like it. I saw it was seven and a half earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. Why the hell is Indiana favored by, like, five over anybody? Yep, yep, yep. I thought the same thing when I saw that game. I think that's I think that's a, a good dog of the day. Hey, uh, let's find out what happened yesterday, man, because there's some stuff we got to talk about for sure. Uh, let's do it. It's the Friday edition, and, um, yeah, there's, there's some bad things that happened yesterday, my friend, so let's get it rolling and find out who had to, uh, who had to pick up their cell phone, you know, who was the, uh, who were the winners... Who were the whiners? Who took it in the shorts? And who took it to the bank? Let's find out who you are as you dial 911 and call the cops. All right, very good. Well, it's in the in, excuse me, we're talking about uh, the NCAA basketball. If you had Austin P. S. I. U. Edwardsville under 30, 
this is under going, 130 and a half. Under, what I say, under 30? Yes, under 130 and a half. This is going to be, I think we're just going to have to start a new, uh, a, a new segment here called Fuck Overtime because they were at 110 after regulation. And of course, you know the drill. It's an even number, 55 55. You're still okay. You've got you've got a shot. You've got a shot. They've still got to put up twenty one. Well, they put up uh, what did they put up? They put up twenty two to beat you. So congratulations, game landed one thirty two. If you had the under one thirty and a half, you had it. You had it. You had it. Uh, you didn't have it. Sorry. And looking at Oral Roberts plus three and a half against South Dakota State. This one, I don't know if it's the worst beat of the year. It's up there. It's on a really, really short list. So Oral Roberts, to go through everything, they ended up leading by two with one second left in regulation. They fouled. South Dakota State made both free throws. You go to overtime. Oral Roberts is trailing by one with one second left. They're getting three and a half. South Dakota State gets a breakaway layup. You don't have to take the layup. He makes the layup. Don't foul him! Don't foul him. Oh, layup God. And he made the free throw with less than a second left. And Oral Roberts lost by four. That is an all-timer. A breakaway layup that's unnecessary, by the way, at the buzzer with the and one to lose a three and a half. That is next level bad beat. Yumpin' Yemeni. <laughs> That's just... I can't say I was watching that, but I can't even imagine the people at various sports books or people all over the country oh, yeah. that were streaming it from some random site. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, ugly. And that was... Uh, where? Do you know where that was? What do you mean? Was it in South Dakota or Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, I believe it was in Oral Roberts. Okay, because it was in South Dakota. I think they have sports betting in South Dakota. So you yeah, could have had, you could have had people in the stands betting on it and seen it in person. So finally, I don't know how to follow that. So I'll just I'll do my best here. If you had uh, UC Santa Barbara UCSB against UCD UC Davis under a one thirty four and a half, fuck it's overtime <laughs> one eighteen in reg. And uh, again, you got a shot. You need seventeen. Well, they put that shit to bed. How about twenty seven in overtime? And uh, as they extend the big FU to everyone that had the under there, sorry guys, that game landed 145. Call the cops. I still can't even imagine the Oral Roberts bad beat. <laughs> you see the breakaway layup, and you're like, all right, game's over. Like, all right, it's like, wait, you're trying to block this? There's there's no time left. Even if you block it, the game's over. And what? it's like, nope, I, I gotta I gotta karate chop this guy in the neck. Chet, <laughs> Chet, what do you what do you? You're Oral Roberts. Do you think Jesus is going to help you there? Oh. God. Oh God! Let Jesus take and one at the buzzer uh, down. And oh, that's that's oh. that's two points and one for the Lord right there, my friend. I'm trying to think of other bad beats that can rival that. I know earlier this year we talked about the Alabama four point play with like one second left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yep. I'm trying to remember some other ones, but that's that's something else. There's I mean, been that, some... that's next level. I don't think I've ever seen a bad beat like that before. You know. Yeah, if we had if we had like a department here, because we're coming up on our year anniversary next week, we could we could do like best of the year, but we don't, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I, the thing is, I feel like every now and then bad beats will impress me. Yeah, because you think you've seen every way to lose a game, mm-hmm. and then an Oral Roberts beat like that comes along, 
and you just go, I've never seen that before, and I'm probably never going to see that again. Oh, it's you like will. All the stars have to align just for you to lose. That is ridiculous. Yep, it's silly. All right, so there was some good news. <laughs> it, I don't. It's it pales in comparison, but you know what? There's always good news out there if you look. So let's find it. Let's find out who the people were on the right side. They had a nice, easy Thursday night. They didn't have to sweat Oral Roberts or question their religious faith. Uh, because why? You were sitting in the rocking chair, baby. So the first one was a candidate for odds makers were drunk. If you had the Devils on the money line, plus 260 against the Penguins, they led 7 to nothing. I mean, they led 3 to nothing. sorry, after the first seven minutes. <laughs> uh, three goals in seven minutes. Pretty good start for the underdog there. And the Devils won 6-1. to one. Diablos! Diablos! All right, if you had Murray State, we talked about this team. Good team, Murray State. Also an honorable mention for odds makers were drunk. Named after named after a a dry cleaner, by the way, in the Bronx. Really weird. Uh, if you had Murray State minus the three, uh, yeah, it was a, a nice, easy win for you. They led by 18 at halftime. No foot off the gas. None of that bullshit. They end up winning by 33. Sit the fuck down, Belmont. You're done. So Murray State's going to the Sweet 16, right? No. But I, mean, we'll I, I think they're going to easily. I think they're going to win a tournament game. We'll see what, like, the, we'll I, I see what their draw like looks every like. Every team they play, they just fare well against. You know. Well, I mean, they could be on the dreaded eight nine line. So I'm trying to think of what line they even might be at. I don't even know if they're going to get to eight nine. I'm assuming they'll be around ten, maybe. Yeah, that's what you would think, give or take. But that's a really good team, Murray State. You think? I'm just saying, like that's a mid-major team that a lot of people are going to take as a as a Cinderella, and I'm in. Uh, they're really, really good. But anyway, uh, Lenardi has them on the nine against St. Mary's, by the way. Okay, fair enough. Which that's is, actually a really tough first round oh, matchup. God, that's a gonna, that'd be a great, that's a brutal one, great game. Okay. God, brutal, yeah. But either way, look, uh, looking at Tennessee State plus five and a half against Tennessee Tech. They led by 12 at the half, and they won by 36. They really took it to them in the second half. Right behind the woodshed, man. That's where they took them. That was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Well, you know what? We talked about uh, we talked about Evansville, and <laughs> I feel like some guys couldn't get into Evansville, and they said, well, let's go east. And... I know a place that's looking for players. How about William and Mary? Okay, cool. We couldn't play for the Purple Aces, but we can play for the Tribe. Scott, <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know what's happening here, man. But uh, once again, we are—we're uh, not mad. We're very amused, as a matter of fact. But we are very disappointed. All right, go ahead. So we talked about Evansville earlier this week, scoring 31 points against Loyola Chicago. And I guess you can make an argument, you know, Loyola's a great team. They're arguably the best team in the conference. You know, great defense, yada, yada, yada. William & Mary was playing against Northeastern yesterday. We know Northeastern, 1-15 in, in conference play. Not good. Yesterday's not, game. Not good, Bob. Not good. And William & Mary... Saw Evansville's 31 points 
and said, you know what? That, uh, th- that's a little bit too much. Too many. Too many, man. We're going to score 28. <laughs> 28 points against a 1-15 in, in conference play. A 1-15 a one team in conference play is one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a college basketball game by a D1 school. I did not have William and Mary in that game. I have played them a couple times this year, and they've been fairly decent to me. Can you imagine having the tribe in that game and watching the way that's going down and seeing? You're just like, turning it off after eight minutes because your eyes are going to bleed. You like eight minutes gone, ten minutes gone, and I don't know what they had, but I'm assuming you know seven or eight points after ten minutes or something ridiculous. Oh God, yeah, you were in the rocking, you were in the rocking chair there, but not for the good reasons. So yeah, twenty-eight points against the one in fifteen team in conference play. Brutal. That is just, I I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, the problem with William and Mary, the ACT is too high for the players. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's a, uh, oh yeah, very good. Um, we'll give plasma for degenerate gamblers. Oh, don't do that. No, no, no. Uh, somebody likes this heat money line. Yes. Daryl Turner Spurs first half and uh, Lakers on the or money line. What do you think about that Lakers Clippers game, buddy? I uh, like the Clippers because <laughs> even though LeBron, I'm assuming is going to play. He, of course, has the knee issue, but get the game-winning shot in the All-Star game. He'd be better be playing in this game. Uh, the Clippers are 2-0 against this team. And AD's out. But the Clippers have really owned the Lakers ever since, what, Kobe retired? Yeah. Like, the Clippers have really dominated the head-to-head meetings, like, for at least 70-something percent. It's also right they around the time the they Lakers. stopped sucking. So Yeah. They've really just crushed the Lakers. But you're 2-0 against the team. No AD, and AD had 30 and 17 against them last time out. I know LeBron didn't play in the second meeting, but the Clippers are just a team that's extremely well coached. And even though you can look at the overall roster on paper and say the Lakers should be favored, I have no idea how you're favored over a team that's beaten you twice and you're missing your second best player. This doesn't make any sense to me. You? Um, I've... I've got. I'm going the other way there. I'm just still not impressed with the way this Lakers team, this Clippers team, has been playing. It was a tough one for me. Um, we had to do it for our consensus for winners and winners, and I have no interest in getting involved at all. Um, by the way, J.C. Stone says Oral Roberts' motto is "Today is the first day of the rest of your life," unless you took the bad beat. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good. Not not good at all. Um, do, 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 do. Like Penn State tonight. Says Daryl, um, Akron. Yep. Uh, I do like that. I do like that Penn State game. You a fan of that? Uh, blindly just speaking of the matchup, Penn State at home. You got two bad teams against each other. Take the home team. We know Penn State is atrocious on the road, but good at home. So I think it'll be a rock fight. I think both teams are going to be pretty ugly to watch offensively, but I'll go with Penn State at home. Princeton Harvard over 142. I like Princeton there. That was very close to being one of my plays today. Um, well, Harvard's a team that, based on this season, has been, I don't want to say coasting on reputation, but they're definitely weaker than they have been in the past. Yeah, they're not They're not upper echelon. So, they're not Princeton's with, definitely the better team. You want to lay that many points? Uh, you, you it's not lay, ideal. You want to lay but... seven? I'd feel better about laying the points than getting them with Harvard. 
about the total? Because Princeton's going to have to do most of the heavy lifting in this one. Uh, they play pretty good defense. Harvard, not a ton, not a ton of offense. Can you count on him to get over 142? I feel like I'm just looking at Princeton team total over if I like the over because I, I do think Princeton's defense could give Harvard's offense some problems. Yeah, I'm trying to see. They have not played yet this season. Um, the Harvard de- Harvard offense has been pretty decent against bad teams, but they've uh, really had a problem with with teams that play any kind of defense at all. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna get involved with the total there, it's gonna be Princeton team total over for sure. Uh, you could go Princeton over and Penn State under. You got a feeling on the you got a th- I could, but on the total. I don't I can't say I have a strong feeling on the actual matchup. I, I just think that in Big Ten play especially, you have two bad teams, take the home team. Yeah. That's that's a that's a popeal for me, man. Just set it and forget it. One twenty eight. Eh, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I can't get involved there. What's up, Elliot? Yeah, Good to see you, buddy. Um what else are you looking at? What else have anybody missed in the comment section? What have you seen, Scott? Uh, I see people asking about Texas State taking on Troy. Texas State laying two. What is it, Friday night? I actually like Troy. I actually like the Trojans in that game because I know I mentioned it about Vermont against Binghamton the other night. I believe Vermont covered barely in that game. But Texas State already clinched the regular season title for the Sun Belt, so they're just waiting for the conference tournament at this point. I do have questions on motivation when it comes to some of these teams because we know Texas State – they're only getting if they win the conference tournament. Like, they're not getting an at-large. So I do have to wonder, as you approach these road games where you really don't have any seating to play for in your conference tournament, if the other team's just more motivated than you are? I think the answer is yes. I'm going to take Troy. Hmm. You can go go right into the face, right into the teeth of a team that's won eight straight and covered six in a row, huh? Yeah. But wouldn't you agree, though, that based on how Texas State has played – that line should be higher. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned well, those numbers. You assume Texas State should be favored by like five. Now, the problem is, and I, I guarantee you this is what's keeping it down, is Troy um, rolled them first meeting in Texas at, yeah. at Texas State. They beat them by 15. So it's definitely what's giving people pause on that. That uh, line just looks really short for a team that's won that many in a row and covered that many in a row. Yeah. It seems like a banana in the tailpipe to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know enough about this Texas State team. I know Lacewell is questionable. Does that matter? Anybody but Lacewell. God damn it, Lacewell. Get your shit together. Lacewell, every time. Uh, Who said that? Oh, uh, Preston Burke said, I always take the points in the Ivy League except except Colgate. (laughs) Probably not a bad move. Well, Colgate's not the Ivy, so. Well, true. Uh, Good point. I think he's thinking of Cornell. You might guess. Elliot says he loves the 76ers to cover. Um Harden is the goat of FTA. Free throw attempts. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wolves are toast tonight. Really? Think so? Uh, I'm going to agree to disagree on that one. I actually like Minnesota getting points. The thing is, people immediately expect Harden and MB to have perfect, perfect chemistry, even though Harden hasn't played in, what, three weeks? Seems like it, yeah. That's probably pretty close. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach on Philly before I fully think they should be laying points on the road. I know Minnesota played yesterday, potential fatigue. I liked them yesterday. I thought they were going to beat Memphis, and they did, which was a nice job by them. But Philly, we know Harden's not going to really care on defense. We know that even though he's back in the lineup, I'm not sure if he's on a minute restriction. I'm not sure if his 
injury is fully, fully healed. He might be a bit rusty. But I do think that this line does seem a little bit large when you're banking on two guys who have never played together before to figure it out on the road. I'm going to go with Minnesota. At least play first half. Play the Wolves. I, I like that Minnesota team when healthy. Now, Edwards has been ridiculously bad for the last couple of games. I believe his point number is around 24 and a half. I love the under. He scored less than 10 points in each of the last three games. Like He's been terrible. D'Angelo was great yesterday. He had, I want to say 37, but I know that he had 30 plus. Don't get me wrong. The Sixers could easily win this game. But until I see Harden and Embiid play one minute together and I can make a judgment, I'm not going to assume it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, very good. Somebody asking about uh, App State and Arkansas State. And uh, first Arkansas of all, State's dead to us. first of all, yeah, God bless you for asking us to weigh in with an opinion on Arkansas State because obviously we know shit about that team. Um, I, I still don't like this Appalachian State team, but they have one and covered two straight, including. Uh, Taking care of business in a pick against USA by uh, 18 points. Oh man, you know, I'm I'm. This is two teams we've been wrong on. So I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll do the anti George, buddy. I'll take App State. I like Arkansas State here. I think it's a good spot for him. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna anti George. I'll take App plus the two. The answer is obvious. It's the game after theory. You're taking Arkansas State. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good point too. The uh, yes, the back back the game after theory is uh, certainly in play here. So it's a perfectly biased system that never fails. It re- it really just has a success rate higher than it should. Yeah, way higher than it should. Uh, by the way, we we kept we've been keeping records. We we've tracked. Like I said, I haven't gone back in the entire history of the show. But we are now at 99, Scott. We have now had 99 that I've tracked. So we're getting this will be our, our hundredth bet the farm play, and we are 59 and 40 right now. So this is a big one for us because this puts it at 60 percent if we win this farm play today. So just a little that's pre- still a hell of a that's a hell of a run there for a, for a sample size of 100 picks. Not bad, not bad. We'll take that all day long. Uh, using Shell's motivation angle, I have to go with Arkansas State. Fair enough. Uh, Elliot said, "Hocus Pocus, the Magic gonna get a win tonight over the." I like the over, but the line's gone up six points. So yeah. I don't know if you can take it now, but do I want only four points with a five and twenty-one team at home? <laughs> That's the real question because Houston is awful. Like Houston is so bad. Yeah, but it's not like Orlando is great either. No, so. This is one of those games where the loser actually wins because they get further along into securing a top three draft pick. Houston, they're both going to be in. Let's it. let's review here. Seven, Houston seven and twenty five on the road. Yep. Orlando, as previously mentioned, five and twenty one at home. Oh man, <laughs> I think it's a game only a gambler can love. I'll tell you that much. God, God forbid, I might have to spend Friday night with the family. <laughs> That's. I'm going to go with the over, but. Uh, I think I liked Houston this morning on the podcast I was in. Yeah. But the more that I think about it, the more I actually kind of like Orlando. They, they've they had injuries the whole year. Now they're relatively healthy. Houston just sucks. Like, it, Orlando's not good, but at least you have an injury alibi for maybe a couple of those losses. Houston just, I mean, I'm going to go with Orlando. All right. Houston's getting Gordon and Porter back tonight. 
So I'm excited about that. Good for them, man. Good for them. There's a there's a meeting that's happening right during like during the game that you might want to consider. All right, you know, just to be a dick, I'll fade you guys. I'll take Houston plus the points because okay. you know. That's what I had on the podcast this morning. Like it, it makes sense. I mean, you're getting four against a five and twenty-one team straight up at home. Give it to it me. Makes sense. Give it to me. Uh, Arizona guard Kerr triple double last night. Uh, first Arizona triple double since Iguodala in 04. That's a good piece of information. Thomas Pope putting the one eight hundred gambling number. <laughs> yes, yes, Thomas, absolutely correct. I uh, hate to fade Rachel, and I may eat my words, but I think the Red Wolves get mounted tonight by the Mountaineer. Fading me in college basketball? Quite profitable this year, I might add. Uh, it's been quite profitable to fade me this season. But, see, I don't know, because the actual plays of the day have not been good in college, but I feel like all the games we talk about, like, during the show... yeah. They usually go pretty well. I think we're okay. I mean, I don't. Yeah. We don't have people. We don't have people coming on here going, "You fuckers don't know anything." I can't believe you guys took William and Mary last night. If Bronco Devil actually had like a tally of all the college leans we had on the show, yeah, I think we would actually be doing really well. I do too. I but that could be, and we we totally cop to the fact that could be complete selective recall. But could be. I I think by the fact that people keep coming back and asking us questions. We yeah. must be doing okay because, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to a physics lab and they ask a bunch of questions and they're going to say, "Why don't you come back the next day?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no reason for that whatsoever. Uh, it's amazing how an unknown entity can be late for anything. <laughs> Very nice. Thomas Bowe's riding with me. There you go, TV. Said, "Give me the Rockets and them points. Gobble them up, baby." Absolutely, I like it. I like it. Uh, what else are we looking at? Elliot, I appreciate that. We don't know anything. You're here because we're funny. I'll take it. Fair, yeah. I'll take we'll, it. Yeah, we'll take that. Sense of humor goes a long way. See, we always we always have that discussion about, you know, because we could play it completely straight up. We could just do 45 minutes, just rip through the games. And I'm thinking a lot of people would like that. But to us, it gets boring. We've got to have a little bit of fun. We've got to be able to... Just step out a little bit. We try to find a mix. So hopefully you guys are uh, having a good time. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Bronco Devil says, you still have clothes on your back, so you must win sometimes. Yeah, I still got a roof over my head. Uh, Relatively well-fed dog. Uh, We're doing okay. uh, Times are are all right. Uh, I've been rolling since coach. There you go. (laughs) Very nice. Um, what else you got for tonight, bud? Anything in the NBA gets you excited? You want to get involved in that? Uh, how about how about a little Wizards Spurs for you? You want to catch the Wizards three and a half at home? I have a play today on that. Do you really? Spurs minus. I got the Spurs minus two and a half. Um, th- it's another one of those games where I know it burned me yesterday because I beat a huge line move, and you know that I'm a sucker for line move, for line movement. Yes. I, I just knew the Spurs weren't going to close at two and a half. It, it was really just a spot where I knew money was going to come in on San Antonio. And the Wizards are really a tough team to fully gauge. You know they're awful. But when it comes to actual efficiency numbers, when teams sell at the deadline, it's really tough to tell just how bad a team is because most of the Wizards' numbers involve Beal and Dimwitty and all those guys who used to be there, Montrezl Harrell. Right. You look at the roster now, they ain't there. they're easily a bottom five team in the league, and yet according to efficiency – they're right around where San Antonio is because of what happened when they had their full roster for the majority of the season. So yep. I went with San Antonio because even though they traded Derek White, DeJounte Murray's clearly the best player on the floor, and they still have some talent. The Wizards are just awful. 
So I went with San Antonio. Very good. Uh, Daryl Turner says, do we bring on Tim Earl to talk college baseball? I just wrote that name down. If you saw me get my pad out, I wrote that down. I don't know him, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to look into that because college baseball, I think, is a really good market. Is I think it's untapped and it's yeah. uh, unsullied. So Bryce, uh, Bruce, How Bruce Hayward saying Ohio State versus Illinois was a foul shit show. Oh, I watched the last couple of minutes. Uh, you just had free throws in every possession for about the final three. Fucking referees sometimes think it's about them. I'll tell you what. It was a good game, though. Mm. Good win for Ohio State. Lamar Can Jackson. you believe that, by the way? Brad Underwood found a, another way to lose a home game against a ranked team. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. You talk about new ways to get bad beats. Uh, God bless you, Brad Underwood. Uh, said to love the funny old Scott and the wry young Scott. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's coming into his own. He's He's... He's funnier than you guys know. He's he's but yeah. he's he's doing okay. I think the thing is, I made the mistake of trying to be like professional when I started out on this pod on the show, and then I realized like nobody wants me to be professional. Well, no, you, just, you watch me go. going. Well, fuck if that guy's not going to be professional. Um, mm -hmm. so you know, I I, I don't want to be the straight shooter on the show. You, <laughs> I feel like you need to keep the actual, I'd say, vibe the same from both. You know. Agreed. CJ. CJ over four and a half assists. Embiid points over Pascal. Well, Pascal I like a lot if Van Vliet's not able to go. I know Ananobi's injured again, but, I mean, Toronto has a bunch of guys they can just plug in. But Siakam's been really good. I don't hate that play, but, of course, I would keep an eye on Van Vliet because if he is not in... Then I love Sabonis even more. Uh, very good. And I'd, I'd have to know the numbers there. Um, Elliot said, uh, "Just did it. He he is his best play of the day." Says Elliot. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Vegas. Oh, by under the way, Bruce, I know, I know that Underwood got ejected. My point was that they lost by, I believe it was four at the end. They maybe could have used those free throws that Brad Underwood gave Ohio State by getting ejected from the game. That was mm, kind of my point. Yeah. Uh, Leroy Flood said, what do you guys think about Texas State? Uh, we talked about that one just a second ago, Leroy. Um, Scott is on the uh, uh, motivation angle with, he's with Texas State because they've already clinched the conference championship, so uh, very little to play for. I'm having a hard time fading the team that's won and covered six straight, so uh, that's kind of where we landed on that. Uh, Elliot, can you imagine? See, Elliot says that he can't put any money on, any, on anybody named Pascal. Can you imagine how good he would have been in Phil Jackson's triangle offense? He would have been so good. JR Black pleading for no professionalism. All right, we That's got That's a it. math joke, by the way. We got you, buddy. Keeping track at all. Very nice for you scoring at home, and we hope you are. Uh, 23 points for uh, Siakam. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. Any thoughts on Louisiana Lafayette under 141? Mm -mm. Against Georgia State? I would assume so. I, I, don't, I don't really have many thoughts on that. Well, that's certainly helpful. That's one of those games you just kind of stumped me on. Like, I think you can make an argument either way. Georgia State has been has been a good under team, uh, six and fifteen yeah. to the under. I, I had them on my grid. My grid isn't flames this week, by the way. Flames, Fuck, fucking bad flames. flames, fucking flames. Yeah, okay. it's going down in flames. So, okay, I've laid off the grid plays. You guys have noticed a lack of deep threes for a couple of days. So, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> stop that. I'm leaning uh, under in that one. Anything? I'm gonna lean under too. But Georgia State, I'll give him props because they were awful for most of the year. They have started to somewhat piece it together in conference play. Yeah. So, yeah. good they, for them. Oh, hell, they won 
They've won six straight, gone five zero and one against the number. So yeah, I like. I mean, of it. course, their overall record's not very good, but I still give them props for figuring it out at some point. Yeah, and like I said, they had been they had been they had been a dead under team. Uh, of course, they hung eighty two on Monroe last time, hung seventy nine on Southern, their last two home games. So, and you've got Lafayette coming in that's been on absolute tear, uh, scored seventy three or more in five in their last five, mm-hmm. and the overs five and zero oh in that stretch. That's why I was kind of torn because I feel like you make an argument either way. Yeah, yeah, that's and you know this. If you look at the Georgia State defense, they've been absolutely insane up until the last game, and they beat Monroe, you know, eighty-two seventy. Of course, Monroe's awful. Um, but, How bad are they? Um, well, you put up you put up seventy on them. That's yeah, okay. not good, not good. Bob. I was expecting a stronger punchline. Yeah, but, sorry, I'm, I was I'm still okay. I was still looking at stats here. So. Um, for me, uh, under a pass. That's that's okay. a t- that's a toughie. I saw people asking about the Hornets game okay. against the Raptors. Once again, I really don't know if Van Vliet's going to play, so I'm speculating he will. I do have a brief rant on the Van Vliet situation. Oh, though. by all means. Uh, I, I've okay. I wasn't sure if we. Had I think I think the line's baked in. By the way, at two, I think it's. I think it is. Truth is, I still like Toronto. They've won each of the first two meetings by double digits. I just think this line's too low. But I got to talk about Van Vliet because I like him as a player. You know, first undrafted guy to make an all-star game in a while. Might be ever. I think it was for a while. But anyway, the point is, is that he was in the three-point contest and he played in the all-star game. And now he's injured and he might not be able to play an actual game. Really? Really? Why did you play during All-Star Weekend if you weren't going to be healthy enough to play in meaningful games? Yeah, that's not a good look. I think I think it's a terrible look, especially for Van Vliet, who's a veteran on the team. Well, he is, by the way, he is uh, probable for tonight. So well, like you better him. play. I'm just saying, if you're having a bit of injury issue, like LeBron, you know, back to Cleveland, he wants to, you know, make a statement. You know, I, I get it. And Garland played, even though he missed yesterday's game because it was in Cleveland, the home, you know, you want to show off in front of the home crowd in the All-Star game. Van Vliet was just injured and decided, you know what? I'm just going to play like 10 minutes in the All-Star game and play in the three-point contest and then maybe miss games with a knee issue. Like, doesn't that just seem a bit selfish? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I would try to make up some excuse, but I'm not going to. So, yeah, I agree. And the excuse is it's his first time and he wants to make the most of it. I just found it a little bit self-centered. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, somebody asked if we were going to talk about games on Saturday. Oh, God. Well, the, the problem with talking about Saturday games is, like, literally the lines have just come out, like, within the last couple of hours. Because I know when I was recording my picks for ESPN, um, they didn't have lines out. And that was about three three hours ago. That was a lot of fun, by the way, recording those for... Uh, yeah, for... You, you, yeah, good good times. Good times. Um, good times. You, you tell everybody what you did. Uh, so I didn't have any lines out, and I had to try to... I don't even want to say speculate what the lines would be. I just saw Evansville was playing against Missouri State and just said, whatever the line is, it's not going to be high enough. <laughs> I just took Missouri State. Because... You know Missouri State's like a top fifty offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, like they are really good. Yeah, and Evansville just scored thirty one points. Yeah, like I I don't know how Evansville is supposed to keep up 
and score enough. Now, you can make an argument at home. They've played better. True. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, no. Evansville just can't score against anybody. All right, buddy. Let's do it. This is a big one. This is a biggie right here. Um. All right. Oh, no, that's a, that's a game that only a gambler could love. Taking What's Morgan State against Delaware State. That's a game a gambler could love. That is... I mean, something else. How many, is, how many is Morgan State laying? Uh, the line wasn't out when I looked, but I saw the matchup and just said, you know, this is a game that I feel like a lot of people might have some money on. Is that a Saturday? Is, it, is that a Saturday game? I believe so. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I agree. Yeah. If you're looking through a Saturday card and your eyes go to Morgan State, you're a fucking gambler. There's no question. I respect it. Absolutely. I made a lot of money over the years fading Delaware State. Oh, they're awful. So. They're just awful. All right. Let's do it, buddy. Um, we told you this is a big one. This is, this is for our 60%. So we really, we really want this one. It is time. It's Friday. Put on your good overalls, man. Strap them up. Both straps. Don't be lazy. Come on. Come on. Look nice. Put on your straw hat. Cock that sucker just so, so it looks perfect. Climb aboard your John Deere. Fire that bad boy up because once again, kids, it is time to bet the farm. All right, Scott, we sat at 59 and 40 over our last 99. This is for the big 6-0, buddy. What do we got cooked up for today? I didn't hear any banjo. I didn't hear any banjo. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's I that's uh, you know what? We lose one day, I got out of the habit. Scott, how'd we do yesterday? We had the Warriors, minus nine and a half, and I said if the Warriors won two, they'll win by 30. And they won by 35. <laughs> Come out and play, you Warriors! Paddle faster, I hear banjos. All right, Scott, here we go. What is it? Quick shout out to the cash cow, by the way. <laughs> the ca- uh, oh, looking the, at the cash cow, the, of course. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to a Told you I'd forget. here in the NBA between the Lakers and the Clippers, and we're going to a player prop, and it's going to be LeBron, and we're gonna take LeBron over eight and a half rebounds. I'm sure all of you remember. When Anthony Davis was injured earlier this season, which time, yeah, I know you can make a bunch of jokes about it, but either way, LeBron was fantastic with rebounding when AD really was out. And you want to go through the actual numbers here. He played against the Clippers once this season. He recorded 11 rebounds. Anthony Davis, of course, is out. Uh, Anthony Davis has missed 20 games this season in which LeBron played without him. And LeBron is averaging nine rebounds per game. Plus, the Clippers are tied for last in rebounding rate they also just traded Ibaka so they have even less front court depth we've seen the Lakers go to LeBron at the small ball five more frequently I expect them to do it pretty often in this game give me LeBron over eight and a half rebounds there you go we were going back to the well again we have played that fairly frequently a couple weeks ago we were on that but I'm sure people forgot about it because you know it's been a couple weeks since AD got hurt that's right there you go so that's going to do it, guys. That's our Bet the Farm play to take us to 60 and 40 over our last 100. Get down on LeBron James over eight and a half rebounds. Live it, learn it, love it. And there you go, guys. All right. So we appreciate everybody stopping by one more time. Look at this, Scott. We just lost 20 when we did the Bet the Farm. <laughs> that's funny as shit. Everybody just stops by. God, users. I hope they you only I, liked me for my picks. I hope you hit the like button while you're there, you bastards. All right, you guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, here in about 15 minutes or so, 
We're going to be doing our NASCAR preview show going to Fontana this week with Chris King. Check that out as well. And, of course, we do this every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I will guide you on your perilous journey as we all attempt to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.